Hello and welcome back to the table and I am a conversation I've had with several if not too many of my friends. I did not care for Kingdom Hearts 3. What? Did not care for Kingdom Hearts 3. How can you even say that? I didn't like it. But it's it's so good. It's like the perfect game. This is what everyone always says whenever they say it. I mean, you have characters like Roxas, you have Shion, you have Riku. Fine, fine characters. Did not like the game. Why not? I, I just I couldn't get into it. Like, explain yourself. Why didn't you like it? It insists upon itself, Corey. What? It insists upon itself. What does that even mean? Uh, because it has a valid point to make. It's insisting. No, it, it takes forever getting into. It's been like six and a half hours in the cutscene. You know, I didn't. You know, I didn't even play the prequels. You never played the prequels. How can you say you didn't like it if you didn't give it a chance? I I, I agree with myself. It's it's not even fair. I, I tried on three separate occasions to get through the prequels, but I got stuck in the Tarzan world, and I, I didn't, you know, half the time I don't even know what they're talking about with, like, Heartless and, and stuff. You know what? I, it's all about a complex world building and, and story and structure and, like, the power of breaking through impossible odds. The, it's, it's a thing of subtlety, something that you clearly don't understand. Well, I, I like Call of Duty. That is my answer to that statement. Exactly. Well, there you go. Whatever. I wish Corey would speak that that volume throughout the podcast. <laughs> I get that reference. I get that reference. <laughs> I'm glad someone did. Okay, it's, the, it's the Family Guy's uh, Godfather bit. Yes. Yes. 100%. So I've had great. that same conversation with people who only played Kingdom Hearts 3 and then hated it because there were cutscenes. That <laughs> is so stupid. Why would you? Uh, uh, oh, of course, you're not going to know any of the story. Exactly. Thanks, James. You know, if you don't know any of the story of Kingdom Hearts, there's these people that go to ASEN <laughs> by Chicago that do a two f- full, like, two-day, full one hour each day explaining the entire backstory of Kingdom Hearts. And as someone who had very little understanding, going to those two days, coming out of it was like, oh, shit, I understand Kingdom Hearts more. <laughs> Just I, if- not... Completely, but yeah. more. If they did that for Metal Gear Solid, you would somebody leave. Did. You would leave and be like, "I'm more confused." Yeah. <laughs> Some, somebody. What's funny is somebody else there did the Metal Gear Solid one, and we went to it and we left halfway through because we're like, "No, this makes any fucking yeah, sense." It's insane. <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts one starts with, "It all began in a bungalow studio within Anaheim, California." Walt Disney, with the stroke of his pen created man's greatest mouse, Mickey. No, because before Sora, there was this other person who looks exactly like Sora. Okay. Same with Sora. Same Ooh. color scheme. <laughs> Same big Slow ass. Joey. Big ass pants and big ass shoes. Uh, to my left, we got Joe the Exterminator. That what is. Up? Oh, wait, no, it is your left. Never mind. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> to my further, further left, we've got... The perception-impaired James Mackalum. Hello. To the further further left, we have the curly-headed brown dude, Jose. Hello. And then to the furthest, furthest left, which some would say possibly be my right, is <laughs> our favorite Scientology member, Robbie. Hey, it's your boy. Man, Robbie was on Shuffling the Deck that came out before he even came on the show and was yeah. just, he was like, hey guys, then just there's this long beep because he just gave away spoilers like, for this podcast. It's your neighborhood, <laughs> like, cultist member or whatever. And yeah, 
We had to cut it. I didn't realize. Yeah, I I didn't realize it, that the uh, shuffling the deck would come out so quickly after we had recorded it. Yeah, even if it was within a week, it would still. You were revealing things from the second episode we recorded, which would come out in late April. I think Bad that's. Robbie. I think that's what I was fucked with is that it was the second episode, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was our first recording session back. We should uh, get you a calendar. Oh no! I just need to smoke less weed, and that's not going to happen. So I'm, I'm going to smoke less weed. I'm for just going to continue having really shitty memory. Why? Why would the calendar help? I don't know. Ask him. He he, he said a calendar. Just did a tattoo gun. At no point did we talk about straining spaghetti noodles. And with that being said, let's get into the pod. Uh, we are coming back after our uh, kind of return session. Uh, we got another uh, good one for, here, for you here today. We're going to jump right into it after you guys annoyed the piss out of Uchi so much that he decided he would rather be anywhere else right now than than this moment threatening with you. So congratulations. Uh, that was amazing. Just like my parents. Just like my dad. Actually, probably my mom, too. I haven't spoken to her in like a year. It's crazy. Speak up. Also, who's initiating the beginning right. of this? So Says Victor as he's walking through the desert, the newly destroyed wastelandscape of the previous battle with Alder the Awoken and the Primordial guardian of the material plane, the Cinder Knights, and his partners, companions, look at him, confused as to what the context of that was. Uh, we gotta find a way back to the cell. I think that's our best bet. Weren't we teleported? We were teleported here, right? Yes, yeah. you were teleported here. Let's try to find the door that we teleported through. The the one that goes through that little interdimensional space? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. the one. With that, you just need to find the, uh, the cliffside with the tree. Um, if it's still standing and in, in one piece. Q, use your ranger abilities. <laughs> <laughs> Which way, sir? I don't know. I don't have ranger abilities. Okay. I just, I'll just roll for... Can I roll for perception? Yes. I start looting bodies. Is there any gold? <laughs> we get back We get back to brass tacks of Dungeons and Dragons. Roll the percentile. Hell yeah. I would like to do the same, but also I got a 17. On loot roll? No, on a perception. Rangering? Yeah, to try to find our way perception. back. Perception. Uh, perception. Rangering. <laughs> Can I still Your roll for loot, Rover though? pulls up. Okay, sorry. So, with the 17, you look around, and uh, like I said, this place is seemingly desolate now. A bunch of buildings covered in destruction, ash, debris, piles upon piles of bodies just stacked upon each other. The landscape around you seems almost foreign, and even with that 17, you're not even really sure which way you're looking. Because we're still by the command tent. I assume that we came to the command tent from one direction. That's true. Okay, cool. So before we leave, I'm just going to check the command tent and see if there's anything important there. Sure. So entering in the command tent, you can see that uh, much of the uh, contents of it was destroyed. But give me an investigation check real quick. Can I get a help action from Q for the searching bodies? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Can I roll as well for loot? Yeah. Percentile for yourself. You get advantage on your loot roll. Uh, what is a zero nine? nine? That's a nine. Okay, then I will go with a 25. All right. Um, looking around, you find just dismay, viscera. Um, much of the armor and the weapons is honestly uh, seems to be 
completely melted almost and uh, just crushed under some sort of ungodly, fathomable force. There's no glintings of gold anywhere? Unfortunately not. Dang it, Q. We didn't do it. Which arguably could be seen as a good thing since that means there's officially no Orlesians that have survived this. True. I got a 69. Hey. Insert Kalos Whisper here, James. We have to take the DMCA strike for this. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Careless Whisper is a... It doesn't... We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> so, 69, you actually do find something. One small speck of purple in the dust. I pointed out to Victor. What's up? Uh, hey, there's a... Sm- I found this like small speck of purple right here. Scrambles on it, Q. We just jump right at it. Sizat, what did you get for your investigation? I got a 14. Sizat, looking around, you notice that as you uh, inspect and peer at everything, it looks like there's uh, signs of magic coming from inside the tent at one point. Not currently, but it looks like there was a, a glyph barely still in appearance under all this dust and debris around the inner surface area of the tent. This glyph is clearly in some uh, has some primordial arcanic symbols upon it. What's your languages? Primordial. <laughs> primordial. Ah, <laughs> oh, great. So you understand what this glyph says then. This glyph is essentially a glyph of uh, plane shifting. So something, someone, or whatever that was in here, likely recently, or at least uh, sometime in the last few hours, shifted to a different plane. Solid. Okay, cool. Uh, can I look for signs specifically of Alder the Awoken? Sure. Give me a perception or investigation. Different thresholds. Ooh, um, okay. We're going to go perception on that one. Cool. Victor? Yeah, what up? As you kind of scramble at this bit of purple, you realize that this purple it, uh, appears to be petals of some sort, of which slowly begin to blossom and bloom open the second you touch them. Do I, do I feel an emotional connection with this pedal? Yeah, something very familiar to you. Um, something infernal drawing you in. Q and I start making room for this flower to grow this pedal, and then once enough room, we are in a bowing position. Gotcha. Yeah, um, Q starts digging away at the uh, the, the third. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eventually, as you guys start to slowly make headway on that, 22 on perception. 22. Yeah, 18 Jesus. plus 4. 18 plus 4. I know, but still, Jesus. <laughs> Signs of Alder are pretty much everywhere at this point. You can see in the uh, the dunes, the sands, the way that these uh, this ash-like debris has um, formed up upon itself, making it uh, making like dunes of destruction and dismay seem to be swept away in a point where his tails lashed and thrived. You could see deep gashes in the um, what was once the city street coming from his incredibly massive claws. But as you begin to perceive and uh, look at these things, you notice that they all seem to be kind of leading off somewhere a bit back towards the town. More specifically, it seems to lead towards where the uh, the actual bridge of Raven Bridge stood hanging over that uh, great chasm. Okay. I, I want to, like, touch my hand to, like, one of the, like, the gouges in the debris and just, like, be in awe of, like, my god's power. I hold, like, my my hand to um to an arrowhead that's, like, around my chest. I close my eyes and I ask, 
do you want me to follow you? Roll me a religion. While Crimson rolls me a religion, Victor, eventually you clear away this debris enough to where this flower fully blooms. And you can see some sort of, you know, like little yellow antennae almost um, kind of peeking out um, from the center of the flower. And from these, a small spore cloud begins to slowly form. It kind of continues to get a bit bigger and bigger as the flower is just allowed to sit there. And uh, li- like I said, this doesn't seem to be necessarily a menacing presence to you, but this flower is doing something. Uh, I pray to my god Lust to see if sh- they are around. Go ahead, Romeo Religion. On advantage because I... Yeah. Okay, good. That bodes well for me. Does not bode well for me. Oh no. Oh no. What'd you get? I, I got a nine. I mean, you, you reach out and you pray and uh, you still feel the same comfort and uh, knowledge that your patron is still with you. Though you don't really receive a response or anything like that. Is this something I could scoop up into like a helmet or something and bring with me? Or do I think, hey, this needs to stay here? Um, I mean, you know that plants usually tend to lose life once they're uprooted. So I'll get a big old helmet. If you get a big enough helmet to keep the dirt and the roots all intact. I look towards Orcus's body. Don't you dare. <laughs> you keep your dirty little hands to yourself. I think, now, Q, what we can do is we can cut this dude's arm off, pull out the bones and just have like a skin pot. You, sc- you cut his arms off? I will cut. Skin pot is my new band name. I will cut Q in half. I will literally cut you in half. Okay, yeah, Q, you want to know what? And I will make you watch. Wait. Touch his body. You're going to make Q watch? No, make you. I guess you could get a mirror and show him. That's kind of messed up. Victor, uh, I I would make you watch while I cut him in half. Were there any giants on our side? Any giants? Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. You were. You recall there was a. There was like a. There was a solitary fire giant working with you. Check. Look for the fire giant. I'm oh sure yeah. We, we should look at or some shit. Check for his belt, baby. <laughs> or return his belt. No. 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 Why would the fire giant need a belt of fire giant strength? Well, because a fire giant is a great blacksmith, but he's an awful tailor. So he like sometimes uh-huh. needs a belt to keep his trousers from falling down. Joe, it's not. It's not, it's, it's not uncommon. Okay? So side note, I woke up about 30 minutes before we left to come here and Robbie, Jose, and Corey have done nothing but annoy the shit out of me this morning. We're we've excited been at 10, to be together. We've been at 10 for hours, boy. I've been high as shit since I woke up today, so. <sighs> well, uh, Q, we'll focus on this later. You want? We'll just let the flower be. All right. Uh, the flower continues to um, do its, like, you know, weird spore cloud thing. Crimson, what did you get on your religion roll? Dirty 20, 17 plus 3. All right. You begin, you reach out. You pray to the mighty Awoken who graced you with this presence just moments ago. And as the kicked up debris in the air continues to shift and settle uh, along the winds towards the earth, you see something. A quick whisk a sudden twirl 
seemingly from wind, perhaps, or perhaps something lashing in the uh, uh, in the sky. And this swirl of uh, this tiny, brief swirl of debris seems to head towards the bridge, mm. which is I know you were speaking about it before, away from the door to the uh, other planes. Okay. Uh, before we go anywhere, I'd like to walk up to Orcus's body, and I'd like to take my prayer books, the incense, some holy symbols of his, put it with his body, and then I'd like to cast Sacred Flame to burn his body and all the the relics with it. You do so. Um, as you place it, you can place your relics before the body of Orcus. His hollow eyes peering out from, or no longer peering, I should say, um, from behind his bleak, decaying skull. And as you begin to cast Sacred Flame to torch Orcus's body, his hand reaches up, grasps you by your arm, nearly crushing it. And as he holds you there, he pulls you close. A single flick of flame resonates within his right eye. The abyss stares into you. You stare back. A final croak exits Orcus's body. In this deep gravel, he says, The star, it can't. The flame dies out. Almost instantaneously, it seems, the god of decay's rigor mortis sets in, his grip ever tight on your arm. His grip is tight on my arm, and yes. he starts to decay. You see uh, Victor and Q side eye you. I'd like to cast my shadow blade with the hand that's free, and I'd like to, because I've already made the pact, I'd like to cut off your own hand. No, cut off his hand. It's, it's still grabbing on, but I'd like to, as a symbol of breaking the tie to Orcus, I'd like to cut his hand at the forearm so he would no longer be connected. You sever Orcus's grasp upon you. Perhaps something snapped within his tendons or what have you, but as his arm is severed from his body, so too does his grasp release you. Orcus lies there, fitting to join the masses of which he lorded over for so long. Then, there and then, he bursts into hellish fire, his body receding and retreating from the material plane. What what about his arm? Can we keep his arm? Uh, Just the severed hand remains. (gasps) I'm putting the severed hand in the bag. Dang it. It's a huge hand, by the way. I mean, Orcus is huge. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure you take his severed hand. I'm assuming there's like a staff or a sword, something along that I can stab into the ground. Yeah, I mean, you have... Don't you have, like, a, a quarterstaff? I need something that I can leave here. Got you. Got you. A stick. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, there's, like, a there's a broken great sword just lying on the ground next to you. It's kind of, like, half of the blade has been completely chipped or melted away. All right, so I'm going to take that, stab it into the ground near the flower, not directly by it, cast light on the hilt, and then... What do what are we doing, guys? Uh, let's make our way to like the gate that yeah, we came I, into. Yeah, I like look at the tent, look at where we came from to get to the tent originally, and then uh, I guess start in that direction. Yeah, I I walk up to like whoever is closest to me and like grab onto their Suzette. Suzette, I grab onto like his pant leg or like to his boot, 
and just point because uh, I we're not walking the direction of Alder, are we? From yeah, no, you're. This would be the opposite direction this of where the, the wind direction. pointed you. And yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna point in the direction where Alder was, and in like his crackly little voice, just we must follow the Awoken One, and just like aggressively pointing to uh like the 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 line of debris and chaos that he left. So that just like looks around because there's nothing out there, and I go, sure, and I I look over at Victor and and Giram. Uh yeah, let's get to the gate. I think our best bet is to make it back to the cell. If we get back to the cell, we probably can meet up with Pelagius if they somehow got out of here. I think they did. There was a plane shifting glyph in the in the tent, so I assume whoever was in there just probably like Vera yeah. just left. I say we just try to make our way back, regroup. Wait, can you explain yourself more instead of just speaking in a one sentence language? He's more confusing than I am. We we have to follow the Awoken One. He's spoken to me. Okay, th- that's a good detail to give us. I mean, he did save us. What, like, why is he speaking? What's he saying? So, yeah, Crimson, like, Crimson starts to explain himself and, like, his eyes narrow a little bit. Not not sure if he should, like, explain how his god works. Like, not so sure of you guys, but he has spoken to me. I know we must follow him. Where Where is he pointing? Uh, he's pointing towards, uh, you would know this well, the bridge um, of which Raven Bridge was given in its name. <sighs> yeah, whatever. Let's check it out. All right, I guess. Yeah, I, I, uh, Crimson just kind of like scans the group like excitingly and just like runs ahead. Uh, have we? If we. Yeah, he'll die soon. Don't worry about it. What a freak. <laughs> I will kill you. You can't. Have we lounged mm. around enough to have taken a long rest? Not even close. Uh-uh. You can take Whoa. a long rest right now if you wanted. Guys, uh, I think we should. Not in the middle yeah, of this. Yeah, I say we got to get out of here let's first. Let's go underneath these bodies. are probably a little warm Let's still. get back to the cell. I just want to get back somewhere safe. This is the least safe place pretty much in existence right now. So you know right of now. the cell then? Yeah, I live there. Let's go. No shit we know of the cell. But where are we going, guys? Are we going with him, we're this going, new guy? We're or are going we... to the bridge. Yeah, okay. I'll just head to the bridge, I guess. Well, I'm scared. We just are at... Fuck it. It's Tuesday. Let's go. Near death. It's Wednesday. Alder will oh, we're not... all near death. Yeah, no, we, I we had all... healing, so I healed myself. <laughs> I... <laughs> Is that ever the day? <laughs> when did you do that? Uh, also, didn't we leveled up, right? Yeah. So you should have gotten a little bit oh, of health that's from the level true. up. We yeah. leveled up? Yeah. <laughs> yes. At the end of the last session, Corey did say that we were level nine now. Okay, well, I did not do that. So uh, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> let's hope and pray. Communication is key. That uh, nothing serious happens. Victor's not level nine. Suzette, I mean, uh, Q is level 50 now, okay? Whoa. The Awoken I One will not lead us to harm. Okay, I will trust you. You don't have to trust me. You just have to trust the Awoken. I have never known a cult member that I couldn't trust. <laughs> <laughs> I've known so many cult members that I can't trust. Well, you're in the wrong cults, okay? It's supposed to be about communion, about coming together to create uh, Is he still in that little, like, cage thing? No, he's flying. He's, he's free. 
Again, he does not have wings. Yes. To accomplish a common goal. It's about brotherhood and sisterhood or babyhood. Is that the correct one? I just start walking towards the bridge. Then you guys start walking towards the bridge then. Climbing over dilapidated burnt corpses and over destroyed rubble and debris. Give me a six-sided real quick. Uh, Crimson. It's a five. All right. Perfect. As you continue towards the bridge, you can see in a few sparing places as you get closer and closer, you see what appears to be people, primarily or lesions, but a few occulta members as well, who seem to be still alive, perhaps, as they seem to be constantly in this hellish loop within this plane of existence of experiencing an agonizing death only to be resurrected or perhaps reround to the moment just before said death. Oh my God. Uh, you see an Orlesian falling from a building of which is no longer there, you can assume, uh, as he just seems to uh, be standing on nothing. He falls down and then impales himself on a piece of broken pillar that is continuously becoming more and more stained with blood as he uh, is impaled over and over and over again, of which once he reaches the base of the pillar, he slowly begins to rise back off of it and then is uh, fast-forwarded back to that invisible basin at the top. Each time, his screams of agony can be heard and rung, uh, rung out. And as you get closer to the bridge, you hear more and more of these screams and these helpless pleas as people experience death over and over and over again. Each member, even the occultans, crying out until their voices are hoarse, to their vocal cords are scarred, eyes melting, limbs being severed, minds literally exploding, all to be reset moments before. Does there seem to be like a source of what is causing this? You can uh, roll an investigation or an arcana. I would like to see if these are corporeal or if they're ghostly or real. I just, Q and I want to throw a rock at them. I'm going to try and investigate as well. Sure. I'll say as you throw a rock near one of these people, the rock seems to simply, almost as if the rock was set aflame for a brief moment before it just ceases to be the second it approaches. We are going around, guys. That was uh, 19 on Investigation. Or 19 on Arcana. 19, and then Crimson, what did you get? Two on Arcana. Crimson, you have no idea what's going on. But you can surmise, Giram, that reality somehow was injured here, almost. Something so grand must have happened that for an of brief few spaces time seems to have slowly started to eat itself i lay hands on reality <laughs> uh you do so and you are able to note real quick i, you, I don't i don't have lay hands. hands you I, oh i'm sorry i thought you meant like you just like grabbed for oh, anything no, no, that no, was no. real i'm i'm I was trying to heal reality cuz you said it was wounded oh, it's eating you. itself but you do note victor that all of a sudden a rock seems to pick itself up and then fling itself towards 
the visage of which you just threw one at and then fizzles out of existence once again. So it's getting close, like the, the field of whatever's happening is, is expanding, is moving towards us. Um, what's your passive insight? 14. What is, how do you, you, you can, that? you think that for a second, but that kind of doesn't sound quite right. It's almost as if Victor simply added to it. That's what I was thinking. We throw a body at it. No. And in turn, trapped this rock into an infinite feedback loop. So we got another, we got a body in this feedback loop now, too. Uh, uh, you threw a body into it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. You, you throw the body into it, and once again, the body just kind of fizzles out of existence for a moment. And maybe six, uh, six seconds later, the body's back only to be lifted and then thrown into it. We were taking measurements. We're like, okay, it's on a six-second delay, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... I'm trying to think. Why would why would Alder send us here? Yeah, I uh, I touched my hand to the ground and, and closed my eyes. And uh, why why do you want me to see this? Um, as you close your eyes, you are immediately shunted forward. Just at the foot of the bridge is where you need to go. Is the immediate feeling you get. But we have to walk through this thing? You can see pretty clear paths where it's not happening. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, I put my hand up to this. This is a horror that we do not need to deal with. And I, like, begin to walk around it as best as I can understand and try to get back to, like, my best idea of a beeline toward the bridge. All right. Crimson lurches forward. I'm uh, begin sprinting. I'm sure everyone follows. Yeah, yeah, not sprinting. Though. I follow last. <laughs> I'm trying to take it slowly. Just let everyone else go before. Before, yeah, because like I don't trust. Like I want to try and scope some things out first in case something happens. I'm trying to be as cautious as possible. As we're walking, Q and I are just spitting into the vortex. So like, if anyone walks past, they'll get hit by spit. Possibly. <laughs> You're able to find, as you go forward, thankfully no treachery seems to get in your way, you find the absolutely crumbling bridge of which there seems to be wounded flesh of the Awoken waiting at the foot of the bridge. In said flesh is one face of one of the clocks that surrounded the Awoken's body. This clock ticks forward and then immediately resets back. Oh, that's oh, we fucking need that. awesome. We need to grab the clock. Yeah, I I run up to it. To my best understanding, like this is Alder being wounded, correct? Yes, you can surmise that. This, okay. this is right, a clear like, like, wound. I can, I can put that understanding. Is this time loop, can I see them like doing their loop thing from where I'm standing? Yeah, you can see one of them. But cool. I, uh, one, uh, someone being impaled by yeah. flames, essentially. I reach out and just grab and like, just like hold the hands of the clock in place. Like not, not aggressively, but just holding them in place. And then I look over my shoulder to see like what, what that does. So you're grabbing the hands specifically? The, the hands that are moving. Yeah. Okay. You grab onto the hand that is moving specifically and, uh, as you try to hold it still, you can feel a pretty powerful magic force continuing to push it forward. Okay. So you can roll me a strength real quick. Can I pray to the void? 
to ask him if he if we should be taking this with us or if we should destroy the clock. Sure, roll a religion. And if you need a little bit of help, is this with a that. strength or a strength save? Uh, it's just flat strength. It's a strength contest essentially. Uh, Nineteen. Twenty-two. You're able to, applying a good amount of force, you're able to stop the hand from moving forward for a moment, and as it kind of slows to a crawl, as do all the images, they slow until they eventually just stop. Can I can I pick up this clock? Oh, it's upon a pretty hefty flesh, uh, flesh pile, but it is something that you can carry. Yeah, I, I, would, I would like to do so. So you lift the clock, and of which... Attached to the back of it uh, appears to be some still pulsating living tissue of some kind <gasps> that is still pumping out its blood. Um, little tiny tendrils kind of writhing, uh, writhing around. Seems like they kind of are almost kind of searching for purchase of some sort. Yeah, like my my heart just like breaks seeing this. That was a 22, by the way, on religion. You were able to note for some reason... As you, conti- uh, as you begin to pray, around the fourth time it happens, you realize you're never actually completing your prayer. You're kind of always somehow warping back to the beginning of it. Oh, fuck. Wait, are you still there, the Void Star? Master? As you get to Master, you begin to repeat, Are you still there, the Void Star? Master? Are, are you still th-? And then you realize it's happening again. Guys, I think we're also getting stuck in a time loop. <sighs> Do I feel like if I destroy the clock, it would stop this? If you were to destroy the clock, it would—it does have to seem to have a direct connection to all of the uh, feedbacks that's going on. You are able to note, however, that y- the rest of you don't seem to be being affected by this feedback loop for just, whatever reason. Just Garum? Just Garum. I'd like to go up to this. I see someone in need. I'm gonna try and medicine this. The yeah, try and the stop flesh? the bleeding. Yeah. All right. Yeah, go for it. That's a twenty-four because I got a nat twenty, baby. Hell yeah! Hey. All right. Well, in your expert medical opinion, Victor, there's there's really nothing you can do here. You're able to know whatever this is. This is you. You need the rest of it here to apply any amount of healing to it. I can't I can't even heal the clock. However, oh, you're able to note that these tendrils, whatever they are, are searching for purchase. They're looking for something to apply themselves to. Uh, something fleshy or something organic. Fleshy probably, yeah, organic. Do you, would you like to combine? Do you, yeah, do you say this out loud? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, this is my thought process. Yeah. Guys, I Do you want to let it latch on to? Uh, I was going to say as you say this, yeah, like crimson like kind of not even thinking, just kind of, like, begins to, like, I don't know, introduce his fingers to the tendrils. His little claw boys. All right. They uh, they kind of, like, slowly begin to um, wrap around your fingers. And as one begins to kind of burrow itself into the base, like, right around where the knuckle is, you realize that you just kind of gained sight in, like, hundreds of places all at once. You can see yourself watching hundreds of people die on a six second loop over and over again, but you can also see a wounded The Awoken back in its chamber, back at the cell, peering at a few occulta individuals, specifically a wounded Pelagius. 
Okay. Um, and I, I return my hand from it. It kind of like tries to stay on for a little bit, but you remove it before it can have enough time to really burrow, burrow in. Okay. I like hug the face of the clock and I'm just like, I will complete you. And I turn to like the rest of the group. This, this is all I needed. You want to get this in milk or something? I, I'm, I can hold on to it. I can hold on to it. <laughs> I don't understand that, James. I, I was, I was like, I, I don't want to say anything since no one else called that out. <laughs> Is that the he needs some milk? No, when you lose a tooth, you put it in milk so it doesn't die. What? Oh, what? that's funny. Yeah. What? If you ever oh, if like a tooth an adult ever... tooth? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. I've heard that. Yes, yes. I've never heard of that. Also, if you cut off a digit, put it on ice immediately. Yeah, and in milk. Up to like seven or eight hours, they can attach it or some shit. Ice cold milk. No. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I. I. I'm just kind of like holding the face. Uh. Just holding the clock, and I'm like, this. This is what we needed. We can return to the cell. Cool. I would like to, then try to, once again try to figure out what direction we came from, so we can go to the cliffside. You, you have a pretty good idea now. Yeah, um, where you're at. Yeah, that's up there. All right. To the door. I'd like to lead the way, I guess. Sure. I mean, yeah, you guys all start making your way back to the door. Um, you're able to navigate these like little feedback loops. And as you step through through to the uh, through the other plane, through that black pit, um, you come through to the other side of the door of Requiem. And you are there once again. Back home, safe within the cell. Hey, we had a baby. It's a jampy here in the edit. Hey, guys, this is the end of part one of this recording. Remember, we're now recording in bulk batches. So I apologize for one, it being a little shorter than a normal episode. And two, it kind of ending. I, no, actually, I, this didn't end abruptly. We're back in the cell, baby. Oh, my God. He's going to start eating krill and become stronger. And an android that we should have murdered in a previous episode just got eaten as well. And now he's even stronger. Oh, no. Thank you for listening. I have been James. Please check out our plethora of stuff. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, our ads are in the episode description. Please, the best way to support this network is going over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive podcasts such as this existed. That's me showing Lil Corey, the DM Corey King. Oh, he is a king. You thought he was a prince, but he ain't purple. He's a goddamn king. We, I'm showing him all of this cool stuff from my past, it's movies, it's TV shows that I have a hard time proving to people just by describing it to my friends. These things existed. It's hard, but I'm showing Lil Corey. It's very fun. You're going to have a great time. That's $5, patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. But we also get a lot more uh, other podcasts, but we don't have time for that. If you're a $10 patron, you get exclusive watch-alongs, streams once a month. It's very fun, but you get shout-outs every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those, starting with Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, The Waz, Orion, he's a rapper, Defo, D-F-O, check out his stuff, baby, Kayla, aka Two Grapes, Tyler Wright, he's my friend, and Jordan B., The Chaos Witch, 
Plus, finally, Steve Barnes. He's intro void. You can listen to him and me talk about the Wheel of Time series, Amazon Prime shit, over on Sweet Child of Time. It's a podcast. It's good. If you like Dungeons and Dragons, you'll probably like Wheel of Time. So please check that out. MLMPod.com also for podcast stuff. You'll hear it at the end scroll, so I don't need to go over that. See you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. This has been a Marshland Media production produced by Corey King and James McCullum. Music by Marshland Monster. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today. Oh, yeah.